Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Swiss Pats. I am Don Delco, and joining me as always is Susie. G'day. So, Susie, I'm I'm playing a little hurt today. I've had a long weekend. This is going to be about football or golf, isn't it? There was a lot of sports things happening in my life, okay? I was in Paris for the Ryder Cup, which is a big international golf tournament. I was there cheering on the USA. We got our butts kicked. USA. I am... Uh, I drowned my sorrows on Sunday night, and I've That's, noticed as you get older, the, the hangovers last a few days. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you you probably, you're not going to admit it, but really you went for drinking. Yeah, pretty much. You're like the sports thing is a cover. Like, I'm going to support my team. No, you're just going to get drunk with your mate. And wear red, white, and blue pants. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, Don sent me a photo of him wearing American style trousers and the Images unfortunately burned into my <laughs> retinas. I would rather not have that, but yeah. I mean, I don't send you photos of me in a Australian, I don't know, skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know that you walked around wearing Australian gear. You should. I it's, don't. I don't. Why, you don't. You don't love your country, then. That's not about not loving Australia. I do love Australia, but no, I don't need to wear the flag. Well, I'm going to fight through it. We have a great episode coming up. We have Nike Osler, who is a photographer, filmmaker. Uh, she's from Sweden. She's been around a lot. And uh, she'll be on later to kind of talk about uh, what she's doing here in Switzerland, as well as a really cool uh, thing she's doing as a photographer called, um, I guess it's it's through Gapminder.org. Yeah, it's a really awesome project. So looking forward to talking to her about that. So she'll explain more about that coming up. But uh, before we get to Nike, um, what do you got going on? What's well, what's to talk about as I as I drink my water and I was going to say, hydrated. yeah, your your mind's a little foggy, so so I've been uh, throwing the reins for for the lead on this. Um, as you may have noticed, the weather has changed. It's gotten chilly. We always like to talk about the weather. We start with the weather, but uh, weather not, or food? <laughs> yeah, weather or food. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the weather with the the change from really really hot to autumn weather. Uh, everyone gets in the spirit for, you know, Herb's Messer and the Americans amongst us get into the, the Halloween habit. Oh, yeah. So I I find when I'm on the internet, I find so – as soon as the 1st of October, it's like, it's like something takes over and everyone's talking about Halloween. Everyone's talking about, you know, the excitement about Halloween. So it got me interested – to, to find out whether Switzerland has any superstitions or urban legends that kind of go with the theme of, of Halloween. So I found some. They do. Yeah, that not so they many. don't really practice Halloween. No, no, it's not a big deal here. Um, but there are there are three stories that I want to tell you. One of them is in our very, very um, lovely home of Basel. So apparently in 1797, Napoleon visited uh, Basel really? and uh, he and Peter Ox went for a walk up to the Munster and there's a nice big hill that you have to get from the town from the Marxplatz area to the Munsterplatz and they stopped and they stood and they had a conversation um, 
Peter Ox apparently was the head of government and they were discussing that Switzerland should remain in an independent state and receive um, its own constitution. So what they did to commemorate that, commemorate that was they put a nice big white uh, brick right on the spot where they were talking. And then in... 1888 they ran a story about it in the newspaper well it turns out it was an april fool's joke (laughs) napoleon never came to switzerland it was uh, run on the 31st of march in 1888 and people believed it and apparently i was believing it yeah i know i I heard i was excited um so the um even today guided city tour um people will tell people that this is the place that that they the head of government and Napoleon stood and, and had a chat. Like, is it serious? Like it yeah, actually happened? People be- no, it didn't happen. But I'm saying <laughs> I know what I'm saying, like on the tour they actually explain but it. People as it still happened. believe it. Like it was one of those April Fool's jokes that that got its it, it had a spread that that overtook people's common sense. It just it never happened. It's not true. They think uh, that the stone originally was just a marker for the sewer. <laughs> so someone saw the the stone and they decided to run a story on it. And yeah, and and apparently some sometimes people still believe it. So there you okay. go. So, so if you are on the Munster Hill, uh, to walking towards the Munster, you can you can see it. It's a nice big like white brick in comparison to all the kind of cobbled stones around it i want to go look for that now. um and it is very close to a sewer like a not a sewer but like a like a manhole cover okay so whether that has anything to do with it who knows but yeah there you go so, so there's an urban legend for you so the next one is um this one's interesting so this is like a little bit of that you know superstitious like ghosty like why that's ah, halloweeny all yeah, right now yeah. we're getting into it yeah so there's a stone cross uh that's located in the forest in ettingen um and it's on the footpath to the Bla- blatten pass in, in case you want to go and find it and on the cross sorry under the cross is a rock that's overgrown with moss so the cross was erected in 1857 and it is Apparently there's a local legend that the the story goes that a butcher from Laufenthal, he wanted to bring his calf to the town, but on his way he was attacked by robbers. And while he was defending himself so he could save his calf, <laughs> his, his, um, his feet, his calf's feet and the dogs that he had with him to protect him and his, his, um, his calves all of their imprints were embedded into the rock. Okay. So the the story is is that he is like there in spirit. He like imprinted himself. Yeah. He was so desperate to save save himself, save his animals, uh, but these robbers brutally murdered him. So you can go and see the cross. You can go and see the rock. There are there are little uh, depressions in the rock. And who's to say that they're not from him, from this butcher? So the butcher got killed. He got killed. His calves got killed. He got robbed of of his of his life. He, you know, he's a he's a butcher. It's the it's the story of the Metzgerkrutz. 
Interesting. Yeah, so apparently that happened in 1857. Well, no, the the cross was erected in 1857 to com- commemorate. But the imprints are on the, the stone. The imprints are on the stone. Uh, that is, that's where the cross is. So, I mean, I think that we should go there on the 31st of October at night when it's dark and see if we can, you know, summons this butcher, the butcher. That's That's not a good idea. I'm a hard pass on that. I don't mm-hmm. want to summon any kind of murdered butcher no? to uh, come haunt me <laughs> in my dreams. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, 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 I respect the site. I will pay homage to the site, but I will surely not be going there at midnight on October 31st. Okay. Well, it was worth a try. I thought we could get there and take some candles. A Ouija board. A Ouija board, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Butcher, we, we summons you. <laughs> Tell us what happened. Okay, this last one is more like a superstition. Now, are you superstitious? Yes. I am the opposite of superstitious. If I see a ladder, I walk under it. If I see a black cat, I'm like, come here, cat. Let's cuddle. Like, I am the opposite. I'm stepping on cracks all the time. No, I can't do that. I was buying a golf umbrella a couple months ago. I was at the golf shop, and the guy's like, go ahead, open it up. Check it out. I'm like, what? You want me to open up this umbrella inside this shop? There's no way. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I was clutching my pearls. Really? Yeah, there was like no way. I was like, I'm not opening this inside. It's bad luck. No, it's not bad luck. There's no, there's no such thing as bad luck. Uh, I know, but it's still okay. Ugh, I, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do it. I know, I know, it makes sense that there's no such thing, but I feel like I don't want to tempt it. I um, I tempt it all the time, um, because I don't believe in superstition. It's healthier. However, I've been to many countries where, like, if you rub, you know the the Buddha's belly or, you know, gotta rub you, Buddha's belly you, or, you know, you touch a certain thing or you flick a coin in the fountain. I will do those things. And if I ever go to, um, the, the chapel, uh, called the De Eka Homa chapel in Alton, I will definitely do what, what they have there, but, um, I won't believe it. Let me tell okay. you what it is. So, um, the, The small chapel was built in the 17th century um, and they have there a large stone, which is called the Wanderstein, the walking stone. And the popular belief is that whoever wipes his feet on the stone before entering the chapel will be spared from foot ailments. (laughs) Now, who would want a foot ailment? I've had foot ailments. They're not very fun. No one likes them. Have you ever had plantar fasciitis? It sucks. uh, No. Um, Ugh. Um, <laughs> do you know what that is? I do. It's so gross. It's not like a fungus or anything. It's just it's just a wart. No. Yes. No, so it's gross. not. No. It's a ligament. It's like a it's like a strained ligament. It's it has nothing to do with warts oh, or okay. fungus. Oh, okay. I just heard I just I just heard no, no, planter no. and I was like, no. Ugh. Oh god, feet are gross. Uh, right. Yes, feet are Let's so gross. Let's get through this story. I can't see so your feet. So, it doesn't say whether you're supposed to take your shoes off and rub your feet on it. Um, but yeah, you 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 rub your feet on it and um and then you'll be spared from foot ailments. I mean, I would do it. I would. I'd rub my shoed foot on there. <laughs> uh, so if you do, if key, you are superstitious and you want to make sure that you don't have any foot ailments, then you need to go to the um, Ekahomo Chapel in Alton. So that you're 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 somewhat sold on that. Like you would be like, well, I mean, I would. Yeah, but like, that's the I point do of do superstition. Like you're like, well. I flick the coin into the into the fountain. I make a wish. I do all of those things, but I'm not superstitious at all. 
It's weird, isn't it? Like I'm saying, yeah. yes, I will do it, but I don't believe it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Napoleon, a butcher, and feet. Yeah. That's the quite walking the interesting, stone. Thunderstein. Quite the interesting little trio there. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really bummed about the Napoleon thing. I was You had me hook, line, and sinker there. I was like, oh, really cool. Napoleon's yeah. here. And it's like, a proper oh. urgent, urban legend. That is. That is yeah. how it's done. Hmm. Wow. All right, let's uh, let's get on to our guest. Uh, so let's, uh, yeah. Without further ado, here is photographer and filmmaker Nikki Nike Osler. Okay, now joining us is, and now we'll take you a little inside. I have mispronounced her name as I do pretty much every week, so I apologize. But having on is now Nika Osler. Yeah. <laughs> You're being kind. I butchered yeah. it, didn't I? <laughs> why don't you Why don't you properly say your name for everybody? Nike Osler. There. With see. a Swedish accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I can't do. You can't do the I'm Swedish. Not try. It's fine. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm used to it. So you are uh, quite an expat. You've your journey is uh, to Switzerland's pretty, pretty. I guess convoluted and difficult you've been to a lot of different places to get yourself in switzerland mm. um tell us exactly first off where you're originally from sweden from malma the south part okay so that's the one that's that's right across the bridge from copenhagen exactly right? it takes 25 minutes and you're there okay <laughs> is there a rivalry between the swedes and the and the danes well, people say so, but I haven't really felt like that because I lived in Copenhagen for one year and I just thought they were really nice people and I never felt there was some kind of, I don't know, fight going on. Okay. But yeah. Because we've noticed here that the people in Basel yeah. and people in Zurich, like it's, uh, you know, not that far away, but there's there's a big rivalry and like some, some tension between the two cities. <laughs> so I didn't know if it was like that for, but I've heard Malmo is really great. I, yeah. I think it's more between Stockholm and Malmo maybe because like people from Stockholm would maybe consider us more like farmers because we speak a bit wider <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and it's a bit uh, more rough, like the attitude in Malmo as well. In Stockholm, they're more like kind of friendly, like stereotypic Swedish. Okay. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so the reason we have you on is, so you... When you, you know, before we do these interviews, you know, we kind of talk to them about, you know, what you do and stuff, and mm. you kind of do a lot of different things. Um, yeah. but one of the reasons we have you on is you're not only you're a filmmaker, um, but you're a photographer as well. Mm. Um, and you're, you're taking photos of families, um, and you're actually looking for, for participants, right? Yes, exactly. So, can you kind of explain, uh, to, to us and to our audience, you know, what you're looking for in, in this project? Yeah, I mean, it's a website called gapminder.org. And the reason why they're doing this is because they want to compare how different households looks like around the world. And what they discovered was that people are not so different uh, with the culture and stuff like that. Because if you have more or less the same income, even if it's in India or in Sweden or whatever, they've seen that people live quite uh, equal. And therefore now they don't have any household in Switzerland. And they contacted me because on Upwork, where I'm a member, it's for freelancers. They saw that I'm based in Switzerland. And now they want to see how people live here. But it's been very difficult to find families because it's so personal. You will take 200 photos and videos actually when they're doing like their daily stuff. And of course, like you will see, you also get to know what they earn per month. And so it's very personal. 
And so far I've just done of one single household, but I would love to find someone with kids or someone with a bit more traditional life. This website's really cool. The website's what gapminder.org. Is yes. that the website? Yes. So when you go there, you could it's really interesting because you there's all these like sliders as far as where the people are from, the mm. income. And then like you said, you click on a family, it's usually a family. Yeah. But it's just it's photos of everything. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty wild. It's really very interesting, I yeah. think. And what they also saw, like when they compared, for example, Africa with India in very poor households, they were like cooking their food exactly the same way and brushing their teeth and stuff. So it's really interesting, I think. And also because it's so personal, like I've never seen someone's household that personal before. Yeah. If I don't know them. Oh yeah, yeah. You're yeah. really getting into the yeah. <laughs> to the the details. Yes. You know, it's something so for me in my experience, this is the only other country I've lived. I've always lived in the States. Mm. Um and I know and we'll get into kind of where you've come from, but you've lived in a bunch of different places. But the more you I guess see other parts of the world, the more you understand like it's pretty much the same. Like everybody yes. you know, especially with the families, like that that whether they're from India or Ohio or Sweden, like it's all pretty much the same. Yeah, it is. And people are also so similar. So what I would say has been more of a barrier has been the language. But once you get to know like the other person's language and you communicate, you realize that you're so similar to other people. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting. So also being in film, is it a different when you're when you're taking pictures? I mean, what is that experience like for you? Um, is it something that you enjoy, or what do you like about maybe being a photographer as opposed to um, you know editing or doing some sort of, of on the film side of things? What I enjoy is like you have the final product very quickly where you okay. take photos. It takes a long time to edit videos, so that's like it can feel forever before you're actually done with what you should do. But ph photography is so quick and I don't know, you can also capture moments, which I really enjoy to see in photos. And of course you can do that in videos as well, but it's this like quick product that I enjoy actually. Because yeah. I spend a lot of time at editing because I'm very, <laughs> it needs to be perfect kind of. <laughs> and then you can seriously sit for hours and hours. <laughs> is that a good quality to have though? Is, is someone in film and in photography is like a perfectionist? Or does yeah. that kind of hinder you a little bit? <laughs> I think it's good, but you should not go too far because then you will never be done. Never finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us about, uh, as far as your journey here to Switzerland, you haven't been in Switzerland very long. No. You're pretty new to the country. Mm, right. Uh, how long have you been here? I think in total, like for three months. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's so. That is really, really, you're so new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're not a new expat. <laughs> You've done this before. You've yeah. moved to other countries. Tell us about your journey through Europe, through the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it's very different every time. It's It very much depends on why I go there. Like when I've been to Norway and Denmark, I, I went to Denmark to study. So I directly found friends and stuff like that. In Norway, it was more about working. So it takes a bit longer time. And in Barcelona, I actually only came to live there. So I was, I felt like I was living a bit outside of the society, but here, since I got a job after only two weeks, it felt like a home very quickly, I would say. And I only work with Swiss people as well. So yeah, oh, but they speak good English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. That helps. 
I, I guess like that you could even say that there's a comparison between what you're doing with um, Gapminder, mm. um, where all of those lives kind of there's similarities. It's it's kind of like that for expats. Like no matter where we move, like mm. you know there are ways to get in, the, the ways to, to become a local or yeah. to fit in or the reasons we move, you know, mm. it's, it's the same the world over. So mm. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> but I really like when you have this feeling that you're more of a local because otherwise you will always feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Like in Barcelona, they can very quickly see as well that you're not from there and they keep on speaking English with you and they treat you a little bit like you're not from there. And I would rather prefer the opposite way. In Denmark, I only had Danish friends. I was in the school system. Like everything was like living a normal life there. And that's really what I prefer. So, but uh, the language is a big part of that as well to understand everything. And that takes time, of course. Do you know any German? No, very little. I can understand a bit from my Swedish. Like we also say, yeah, and those okay. words. <laughs> <laughs> but once they start talking, like I completely, I get lost. <laughs> yeah. Is there there's is there much other similarities between between the two languages, um, or is it is it pretty different? Mm, I mean, it's quite similar. Like especially really random words. When I go to the supermarket, I've seen maybe some seeds and stuff that are exactly the same, and I'm like, ah, oh, I, I understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, both from the Germanic language group, so they have very like a lot of similarities, but it's more the way they pronounce it. Like everyone says as well, they pronounce it differently in Switzerland from Germany, for instance. Yeah. And that makes it a bit harder. But when they speak slowly, then I can understand a little bit. Like actually now at the film studio, I was editing an interview in German, in Swiss German. Oh, wow. But since it was recorded, I could listen over and over again. And then I could understand a bit more. So tell us a little bit more about what you're, what you're also doing aside from the photography. You mentioned working <laughs> in a film studio. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, I work with uh, Ty. He's an old dancer himself. It's my boss. So it's actually only him working there and me. And so we are filming dance performances mostly. But he's al- also open to other, other stuff. And it's contemporary dance as well. So that's what I've been doing. I edit trailers and performance cuts. Because there's a lot of culture here in Basel and many dancers. And they want it to be filmed so they can uh, apply for a performance in other places and stuff like that. So it's it seems like uh, it's really needed. And so it's kind of like they come to you guys for like, quote unquote, resume help. Yes. So like you go film them, do something, but it's like their resume. So then they exactly. send that off to others. Yes. And since he used to be a dancer, he knows everyone already. So they contact him like he didn't even have a website before, but <laughs> it's the word of mouth, like everyone knows him. Okay. So, and that, I love that. It's uh, very interesting. We've been to a few performances and I also used to dance. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's really nice. So you know what's going on. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would think you would just, you know, me being like, if I was in dance, I would just set up my iPhone and be like, well, here's, here's my resume just no, from an no, iPhone. No one wants to see you dance. No, no, nobody wants to see that. No, I don't think I'd get any, get any work. Mm-mm. We were editing an Oprah as well. It was two and a half hours and it was supposed to go down to a trailer for three minutes. Whoa. <laughs> that was very interesting. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even know where, where you would start with that. No, I mean, you start with just checking off through and then you have to, yeah, begin. But it can be quite difficult, but I like that. 
I've often thought about that, like the, the trailers you see just for movies in general, like mm-hmm. the amount of work that would go into taking a two hour movie and condensing it down to like a three minute trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like, yeah, where, how is that just something you, you they teach you in film school? No, I mean, for me, it's more. I, I didn't go to so traditional film schools. They were a lot about what your own feelings and emotions. And so when I look at these performances, I just uh, mark it whenever I react a bit more. Because that, then I think that people would also react more to those scenes. And then it turns out that and my boss also checks it through and he also reacted on kind of the same stuff. And that's how we pick it. But it's a bit different from... Because I also come more from like the film scene. And there it's supposed to be very dramatic. And it goes very fast, the trailers. But with um, dance, you have to really do it a bit more slow. Because it's important that you see the choreography. And they will get angry if you don't show like the full step. So it's a a little bit different. And I've been struggling a little bit with that because I want to be like, wow. Yeah, look at the drama. No, show my footwork. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What has surprised you most about Switzerland? Mm, The prices. (laughs) (laughs) That still surprises me. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's quite similar in ways to the Scandinavian countries. Like Barcelona was much more different with the mentality and everything is much more relaxed. And I enjoyed that a lot. And when I came back here, I, I felt like, oh, I know this mentality, like a bit more strict and the laws and everything works as it should work. Uh, so in that way, I'm very used to that. But um, yeah, the prices, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think it's still shocking even like... Wait till you've been here a couple of years. You'll still think it's shocking. <laughs> yeah. And then I also heard about a rule that you're not allowed to clean on Sundays and wash your clothes on Sundays. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those Swiss urban myths, I think. Well, like, I think, uh-huh. it, I think it's like it is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but it depends on where you live. Okay. Depends on your apartment building. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like if you share the washer and dryer, I yeah. think that could be a rule. Mm. Uh, but if you have one in your in your place, yeah. then it's not. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's, you know, though out in the suburbs, they don't cut grass on Sundays. I don't think you can do that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> if you were thinking about mowing your lawn. You know, <laughs> another part-time job. I mean, you worked at a fish factory. I thought maybe you would also <laughs> landscaping. I don't know. It's... Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but I think more like Sundays are the days when you do all of those stuff. Because it, I normally work on the other days. So yes. when should you have time? Like, I think that that's like a really American, Australian, British way to be. Like Sunday maybe in the past was like a day of rest. But now mm. has become like the day to do stuff. To get your groceries yes. done. To go shopping. To mm. hang out. And mow your lawn. And then drink on your newly mowed lawn uh but here it's not like that at all that it's very very hard to get used to but it's like that in scandinavia too um yeah yes yeah i would say so yeah but see that's the thing it's like they don't want you doing the wash they don't want you cutting grass then it's like okay well let's go to the store oh no no, that's not open well then what am i gonna do like (laughs) i'm just sitting here gotta hike but aren't are you a hiker uh no are you a skier (laughs) no I used to ski, but not anymore. But I've been doing it once since I came here. Yeah. (laughs) 
But um, oh, what, it, it's a bit more religious as well than I was expecting. Because yeah. I think that's why we stopped having Sunday as rest days because we're not so religious anymore, at least in Scandinavia. But yeah. Yeah, you can go to church, which, you know, we don't do enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what... Uh, you know, what do you kind of foresee yourself as your future here in Switzerland? I mean, you've got, you know, you're working the filmmaker, doing the photography. I mean, is this, you talk to a lot of people who come to Switzerland. I know it's only been three months, but it's like, oh yeah, I'll be here for a couple years and mm -hmm. they're here 20, 30. Mm. Um, it, his Switzerland kind of, it seems like it's kind of, it's fitting you a little bit with, with the early on as far as some of the rules and everything. You're, you're kind of okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, what I have issues with is that there is no sea here. And I don't know if I can live forever in a place where you won't have the sea because I grew up next to the sea and I really love the water and to swim and stuff like that, snorkeling. And But with the rules, I'm very fine. And also the job market is much better here than I experienced before. Um, and that's something I really like. I would I, I would like to develop in into this dance business a bit more, because I really find it interesting. And it seems like people need it here. Um, in Barcelona, I didn't have any offers like that. It you have to struggle a lot, and there is so much people applying for the same kind of jobs, and and that's been so relaxing here that I don't have to fight so much uh, for doing what I want to do. Yeah. So it's more about the sea <laughs> and the weather a little bit as well. I like uh, I like hot weather and sun. Yeah. This I mean this summer was hot. It was. Yeah, it was. You but want it hotter? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was not. Uh, that's not how it the summer used to be. Yeah, it was yeah. Not Spain hot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like in Barcelona, it's sunny almost every day, and yeah. it's just very <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is. Um, so tell people. Uh, how to get a hold of you if they're interested in the family uh, for for gapminder.org mm. or if we have any dancers out there who are listening and need a <laughs> resume oh you can just contact me through my website it's okay. uh, Nike Osler like my <laughs> first and last name dot com okay so it's very easy to find me <laughs> that is pretty easy and yeah. it's spelled N-I-K-E but it's not pronounced Nike no <laughs> You're being very kind. Thank you. She's going to leave here and be like, God, that guy was an idiot. It wouldn't be the first time. I was going to say Yeah, it. see, she was going to say it. All right, Nika, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All right, great. Thank you for coming on. So we like to, let's be honest, we, we kind of... We're not that nice to old people on this podcast from time to time. I we, there's a there's probably a list of people we're not particularly nice to. We're always finding stories that are against someone. True, but we always are bringing up the fact that old people like to yell at us. They do, right? So maybe uh, it's us and not them. That is a very valid point. It probably is. So let's 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 throw them a little bone. There was a uh, a story out recently on Swissinfo.ch that older people are conned out of four hundred million Swiss francs a year in Switzerland. Mm, it's never a good statistic. No. So a study by Pro Senecatur, a Swiss organization that champions the rights of the elderly, uh, released this study, and they found that yeah, it's about. Uh, 
mostly adults over 55 are the ones kind of getting swindled out of this money. It's really, it's really a shame. It's whether it's classic robbery, just, you know, the classic kind of robbery at an ATM, which is more than half of the cases. Oh, wow. I'm surprised uh, by that. Yeah. Or it's giving money to someone who is asking Who's for it under false yeah. pretenses, uh, such as like, hey, I, you know, I lost my wallet or whatever. Give me some money. Um, or it's like the internet scams. Uh, now, this is not shocking. Men are more likely to be victims than women uh, because we've established men are idiots. Um <laughs> You said it, not me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it's uh, people in the French-speaking Switzerland fall for such fraud more often than those in the German-speaking or Italian-speaking parts. Oh, it's interesting. Six out of ten people do not talk to anyone about the financial abuse they suffered. So there's a lot of yeah unreported stuff because you're embarrassed, you know? Yeah, I think that when the realization that you've been conned can, can really, really knock um, – can knock somebody it's yeah it's it's not an it's not a nice thing to happen yeah um so i mean the advice in the uk and it it translates in any country is to make sure that you're helping out your elderly family or your neighbors and letting them know if you hear of a of a scam sure yeah you hear that all the time often what happens is someone will say on facebook oh i heard about this scam this is how it works um, don't get conned, but you know, old Gladys next door, who's 87, isn't on Facebook and doesn't read no. that. So but really, she gets a call saying her yeah. son or whatever's in jail needs to send money, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, you're like you can't hang up, yeah. or, or like they do hang up. You know, there's there's tricks. Like you know, they call you and then they pretend to hang up, but they're not really, and you're still connected. Um, calling pretending that you're they're your bank calling pretending they're the police that's yeah. a really big one you know if the police call you then you think oh god right you know and oh, a lot yeah. of old people fall for those and it's yeah but all we can do is really educate and and tell them how not to get conned that's it and it's really sad i mean if you're one of those con people i mean that is like the scummiest of the scum yep i mean that is that's low there are some very fun videos, though, on YouTube that you can watch where people get these scam calls and then they lead them on for a really long time. They know right away that they are. That the, is yeah, like, those are... they are hilarious. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen enough. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, and the thing is with the technology with today, the police are always one step behind. You know, the a, a con gets started, the police get wind of it, they start working on it, they start working on how to catch these people and put a stop to it and by the time they work it out a new one has started yeah so they're always kind of like that one step behind really you need like scammers on the inside (laughs) you need to get gladys and say hey here's what we're gonna do give her a little part-time job yeah you know work as a mark yeah is that proper police terminology sure that's i just know it from tvs that's so yeah knowledge of police police line of work all right, well, I think that does it for another edition of Swiss Pats. Yes. I'd like to thank Nike for coming on. And as always, you could find us all over social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram at Swiss Pats. We are on Twitter at Swiss Pats Pod. We are on Apple iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and most importantly, SwissPats.com. Yeah. So give us a listen, give us a download, give us a comment, and... Uh, Tell us what you like, what you don't like, because we always love to hear feedback. We do. We want to hear from you. We do. So let us know what you think. Well, until next week, for Susie, I'm Don. Have a good one.
mi pausa, ¿viste? No, pensé, ¿verdad? 